0: Coming up on today's show, we've got a big, big game yesterday to talk about between Wisconsin and Purdue. We previewed it. Now we've got to review it after the Badgers pull up the upset. We'll talk about that here on today's show and continue to recap some Big Ten Bowl games, too. You're listening in to Locked On Big Ten. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Nate Dickinson, your host Monday through Friday on everything you need to know going on at the conference. We got a good one here lined up today. More Big Ten bowl games to talk about, but I want to spend most of the time breaking down that Wisconsin win over Purdue. We talked about what Wisconsin would need to do to win that game, and they won it a bit of a different way. We're going to, again, get to all that in just a second. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. With everything you need to know, it's going to be the place you need to go first for all your Big Ten news. Now, let's move on into what's going on in Big Ten sports. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos First. uh, Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Uh, Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Again, let's get into it here in the Big Ten. Big Ten news to get into, and then we're going to talk more about this big game between Purdue and Wisconsin. Again, Wisconsin did beat Purdue last night in one of the two Big Ten basketball games that took place. Also, Iowa got over Maryland. Keegan Murray with 35 points as he continues to impress for the Hawkeyes. Johnny Davis on the Wisconsin side finished with 37 for the Badgers in helping upset Purdue coming up tonight in big 10 basketball Rutgers will host Michigan while Minnesota is hosting Illinois as well. I'll take a quick second here just to kind of mini preview those two games, really just kind of what I'm looking for in Rutgers against Michigan. Obviously, It's all about the Wolverines and their struggling start until they figure things out. They're probably the biggest team in the Big Ten that I want to watch day in, day out, just because you know the talent's there and you want to see it start to click. So, I mean, obviously not playing the best basketball right now, but as far as the teams that make me think the most, I really, really want to watch Michigan whenever I get the chance to try and learn as much as I can about what's going on with that team. Same thing goes for both these Illinois and Minnesota squads too, though, honestly. Both these teams are kind of surprises. Illinois has been a little bit underwhelming, even though I do think, and a lot of people have said they were a little bit overrated to start off the season. Meanwhile, Minnesota picked up an AP Top 25 vote this week. The Gophers, again, I've said it plenty of times before, they have nobody from last year's team on this team. It's been an outstanding start by guys like Jameson Battle and Ben Johnson coaching that team, a former Gopher. So we'll see what he's able to do against the Illini here as, again, Minnesota off to a surprising start, Illinois and Michigan off to a bit more disappointing starts to the season. But again, we're in Big Ten play now. It's going to be interesting to see how all these teams start to respond as the warm-up games are all done. In other kind of Big Ten news, honors coming out on the hardwood. Ohio State's Malachi Branham was named Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Uh, on the women's side, I was Addison O'Grady was named Freshman of the Week, and Caitlin Clark named Co-Big Ten Player of the Week for the Hawkeyes as she dropped in 44 points in matchup earlier last week for Iowa. Uh, that's a look at just some of the news going on around the Big Ten. The biggest news from the night nationally, though, Wisconsin upsets Purdue. We're going to talk about it in just a minute here on the show. Hey, back in on Locked On Big Ten. Wrapping things up here on the show, and thanks again for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. As we finish things up here today, I do want to start to talk a little bit about, and really just kind of shed a light on I'm not going to get too much into this, but shine a light on just a few of these late bowl games we saw over the weekend in the Big Ten. And I think just one of the common themes that we saw show up all season, and it reared its head as to why these teams ended up losing, to. It's it's not all that complicated, really. Uh, Three games I have pulled up. Wake Forest defeats Rutgers in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, Penn State loses to Arkansas in the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day. And then Iowa falls to Kentucky in the Verbo Citrus Bowl as well. Now, in these matchups, you have three teams who really all season, and especially with Penn State and Iowa, had been squads where you were kind of hyping up that defense and understanding that it was that defense that was kind of really holding up the offense a lot of the time. Because you had quarterbacks and offenses that were either just not talented enough or just not clicking in a way that they needed to. And it kind of showed up just again in these games. Penn State, Sean Clifford, 14 of 32, a touchdown and two picks. Iowa set Spencer Petrus is 19 of 30 with 211 yards, three INTs to the Kentucky Wildcats. Or Rutgers threw out a couple and had five different guys actually throw a pass in this game, but two different players know over it all, and Gavin Wimsat split the snaps mainly. They neither did anything specials Rutgers ran the ball pretty much uh, all day long it was actually about 50-50 looking at it it was a lot more passing than i thought but a lot of short passing not a lot of uh, again really solid offense from anybody this was the theme throughout the big 10 this was the theme in the big 10 when we were talking about it about who's going to end up being able to beat ohio state right who's going to have the offense to stand up and do it michigan ended up being that team that one saturday but Throughout the Big Ten, it was nobody really showing up game in and game out to try and be that contender to what C.J. Stroud and the Buckeye offense had been able to so consistently do. So when you see all these Big Ten teams putting up Rutgers 10 points, Penn State 10 points, Iowa 17 points in these bowl games, you're obviously not surprised. But I do think that that kind of got lost in the shadows of the biggest Big Ten bowls of the weekend The fact that this problem isn't one that goes away when you get out of the Big Ten. It's not like these are great defense knocking each other out, and they are great defenses, but it's not like they're just holding back outstanding offenses either. At some point, Big Ten teams are going to have to put up points, and right now it's still, in my opinion, only Ohio State who's proven they can do that with any kind of consistency with that roster. Michigan did it against Ohio State. And it got them to what ended up being a blowout loss against Georgia. But again, I don't think anybody else except those Buckeyes can be confident that they're going to be able to put up points any given Saturday. That's just me. Or Friday, if they end up getting back to a New Year's game, New Year's Eve next year, probably, I think, is on a Saturday. I didn't look. Anyway, I'll. Stop rambling before we get too much further into it. This has been Locked On Big Ten. Again, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, we got what you need around the conference. Coming up tomorrow, I hope we'll have Isaiah Hole in to talk Michigan. I've been talking to him, and hopefully he'll be in with us later on this week. Uh, Asher Lowe is coming in too. Matt Sheehan should be in with us as well. We'll see who can check in with us here later on in the week on Locked On Big Ten. Today's episode of Locked On Big Ten is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's the place to go for all your online sports betting needs. They've got any kind of bet you want to place, a new website that looks better than before, and honestly, a lot of betting websites out there. If you're experienced in sports better, you know what I'm talking about. So head on over to BetOnline.ag for your chance to start making some money fans, fast. Again, Use our promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on whatever you get put in that first time, just right on top for free. Thanks to the people over at Bet Online just for letting them know that we sent you. Again, it's locked on when you sign up for 50% on top of whatever you put in on that first deposit. Go ahead and try them out. It's a good look and more bets, more ways to bet than ever before. Head on over to betonline.ag. Again, you're online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We need to break down what happened between Wisconsin and Purdue on the show here now because we talked about this game yesterday. I said I was really interested in watching and it ended up being a much more interesting game at the end than even I had anticipated because Wisconsin upsets Purdue, 74-69. to 69. Who knows what that'll do to the rankings next week, we'll end up seeing later on, but the way that wisconsin won this game at least i think what was really really interesting let's again dive in i first want to go back to what i was saying yesterday about how i thought this game might play out because it didn't again really go that way Uh, purdue again hosts wisconsin yesterday and loses by five points thanks to an outstanding performance by johnny davis and now not that I wasn't expecting Johnny Davis to go off in this game. He was and is the leader of this Wisconsin team. Proved it with 37 points for the Badgers. But as I mentioned yesterday, when I was picturing the way that Wisconsin beats Purdue, especially at Purdue, and you can think about that however you'd like. I am I'm talking about X's and O's, so I won't talk about home court advantage too. But when I was thinking about the way that Wisconsin beats Purdue, it was more really of an outside move the ball around team kind of game in which Wisconsin's stretching that Purdue defense out using that Purdue size and trying to spread it as thin as possible so that maybe there are some holes somewhere in the defense instead Johnny Davis just took on everything that Purdue had to throw at Wisconsin pretty much all on his own and it was really really impressive to watch Again, he finishes with 37 points just looking at the box score 13 of 24 shooting, uh, 11 of 19 from inside the arc. He took 20 shots from inside the three point line. I, again, he's not, it, it was just so impressive the way that he did it alone and so unexpected as well because really nobody else helped him out. Brad, Brad Davison had 15, he was efficient enough to be justified in how much he was shooting yesterday, but aside from that 15 and the 37, nobody else on Wisconsin scores more than six points. I just not did not think that was a way that this Purdue team was going to lose this season. I thought that with the size Purdue has, at least on the inside, it would be a thing where they would be able to at least contain a player's ability to get such an easy night of, again, 37 points. But as I mentioned, Davis went inside. Davis attacked that rim and was able to get it done pretty much any way he wanted, in a way that I didn't expect a Boilermaker defense like this to give up. I don't think that this is a team that's supposed to be giving up that kind of an easy night to Johnny Davis. And while he, again, played his heart out and dominated, all credit to him, I do feel like there's just improvements to be made there with Purdue, without a doubt. There has to be. Because, again, this is one of the biggest teams in the country, most talented too. But again, Davis just absolutely took off. Wisconsin didn't have to spread out the ball the way that I thought they would. I thought that was the formula to beating this Purdue squad if you were going to do it. But instead, one guy beat Purdue. And I think that was something that may be a testament to just a way that Purdue basketball might be going with this roster in a way that I think people might have ignored. I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, on the Purdue side, nobody really stepped out outside of the players, uh, or Zach Eady. nobody stepped out out of the players that play out on the perimeter. Eady was the only efficient player out there. And when you have an elite player like him down in the post, you're going to get those kind of... Days out of him pretty much day in and day out. And Edie ends up finishing with 24 points off the bench, 10 of 17 shooting. Of course, all of that from down inside. Uh, Other than that, Jaden Ivey had his 14, but only took nine shots. And nobody else gets over double digits for Purdue. So with nobody else really, really stepping up in a way that helps the Boilermakers win the game in in a sort of significant manner. You kind of realize that having someone like Zach Edie down there is nice. And he's the person who's going to keep you in every game. But you kind of need that perimeter talent out there too. That ability to make your own shot. That again, Jaden Ivey has but just didn't really show as much. You need that kind of ability at multiple spots around the floor to be a real, real contender in today's game. And I don't know where that second guy comes from. Is it Sasha Stefanovich? I I don't know. He finishes with 2 for 8 shooting. Just a cold night overall. Is it Travion Williams? Again, Purdue has, I think, the talent to do it, but nobody did it against Wisconsin. And it was the reason Purdue lost. You're going to have the consistency with the players down low. This is how I feel I think about this college basketball kind of role that each dominant player has. If you have dominant big men they can come in different shapes and sizes but the zach Eady is the kind that's going to give you again an efficient shooting night every time out the rebounds that you need to stay in it every time out and he's going to keep a really good purdue team in it but somebody has to step up outside to win every game otherwise purdue is going to slip up now and then and normally that's fine but this is a sport where you have to win five games in a row to win the whole thing and when you're playing against the best of the best Purdue needs to find that second and third option and have that guy be there every single game because that's the difference between the teams that win titles and don't because those teams all have good players. Everyone in the top 25 has the kind of player who can have a night that can go out and win a national championship, but it's a matter of doing it time and time again. We'll talk more, obviously, about all this, later on in the week with more people. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the losers from over the weekend in Big Ten Bowls outside of, of course, Michigan. Uh, We talked about Michigan and Ohio State yesterday. In a minute, we'll get into the other bowl games that did not go the Big Ten's way and try and diagnose why that was over the weekend here on Locked On Big Ten.